This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, I've heard this verse from John's Gospel all my life, and I know you have too. But something happened to me not long ago. Suddenly, these words of Jesus, they began to take on an urgency, a kind of a new meaning for me. Love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as Jesus loved. That is no small thing. That is one tough commandment. And for months now, I've been pondering this verse. And I've been wondering, can we learn to love like Jesus? Can we learn from the way Jesus loved those around him? And how might it change our lives, our families, this church? With that pondering, this sermon series and the study guide that goes along with it was born. So for the next six weeks, we are going to watch Jesus love. Love the grieving, the sinning, the sick, the arrogant. Love the devoted and judgmental. Love the crowds and love his closest friends. We'll watch and we will learn just how tough, how essential, how holy and wondrous such love can be. And we begin this morning with Jesus traveling through Capernaum. It's the story of a chance encounter in the town of Nyon. Listen for God's word to us this morning. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nyon, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. And as he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her, and he said to her, do not weep. Then he came forward, and he touched the bar, and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, rise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Not long ago, I was stuck in a huge crowd. I was with some friends. We were waiting to enter a sports venue. And we were just stuck there. And now I have to tell you, this does not bring out the best in me, okay? First of all, I'm not a naturally patient person. Secondly, in case you didn't know, I'm short. And there's nothing worse for a short person than being stuck in a large crowd because frankly, you can't see a thing, am I right? You can't see a thing. And so I found myself basically looking down at my shoes and zoning out. I frankly was just trying to pass the time and withdraw from the situation. That's my style. Suddenly, my friend grabbed my elbow and said, come on, and took our group and, and made us take a sharp left. And 
slowly, gently, we started working through the crowd, and all of a sudden, we were walking at a really good pace through a gate into the venue. While I was busy staring at my feet, my friend had been surveying the crowd, surveying the situation. While I zoned out, my friend was paying attention. He noticed that to our left, there were some employees opening a huge gate. And he saw that opening and moved us into just the right place at just the right time. Well, believe it or not, our gospel reading this morning is telling a similar story. It's the story of a massive clash of people. It's a true traffic jam of crowds in the town of Nan. You see, Jesus, if you read carefully, enters the town with a large crowd. Jesus and his crowd on the way into town. And just as they are reaching the town, the town's residents, a big crowd of them, are escorting a funeral bar outside of the city for burial. And it's a mess, two crowds crashing right at the city gate. It's made even worse by the fact that people in both crowds would be trying very hard to avoid touching that funeral bar or that corpse. You see, touching it would render a person unclean. It would set off a whole host of burdensome rituals, requirements no one would want to endure. What a mess. I'd be staring at my feet and zoning out for sure, but not Jesus. No, Jesus pays attention. Jesus sees this mess, this convergence of crowds, and he looks at that situation, and he sees something important. He truly sees what's going on. The gospel says, the Lord saw her. He saw her. He had compassion for her. And then he does something unheard of. He speaks to the grieving mother. He walks toward the dead body. He touches the funeral bar. A miracle occurs here, my friends, but don't be fooled. Don't be fooled into thinking it's all about bringing a man back to life, though that's a pretty cool miracle. No. Look for a minute at the miracle of Jesus' attention. Jesus attends to the grieving woman. He sees her. He feels what she feels. He isn't distracted by the crowd. He isn't distracted by funeral protocol. He's not even distracted by the resurrection of the young man. No, he stays focused on the woman, focused on her need until she has her son back in her arms. It's really quite extraordinary, and it contains the first lesson in loving like Jesus. To love like Jesus, my friends, is to pay attention. Loving like Jesus begins with looking and truly seeing one another. We shouldn't be surprised because 
So many of the stories of Jesus that we know in the Bible, they include this kind of attention. They include this, this way of loving again and again and again. After all, it's Jesus who looks and truly sees that little man named Zacchaeus in the tree, right? The one no one else will notice. It's Jesus who looks and truly sees that woman at the well that no one else will pay attention to. It's Jesus who attends to lepers and blind beggars, to self-righteous Pharisees and plotting religious leaders. It's Jesus who perceives that crowds must be fed and children must be blessed, even when no one else has the time. To love like Jesus is to pay attention. Loving like Jesus begins with looking and truly seeing one another. Now it occurs to me at this point in the sermon, many of you are disappointed. Maybe you expected something more profound, right? Maybe something more spiritual, maybe something more inspiring. Well, tough. <laughs> because love isn't like that. Loving like Jesus isn't like that. It's practical. It's relentless hard work. To pay attention to those God places before us, really pay attention. To look at those around us, especially those we're in relationship with, and to truly see their need, their struggle, their heart. That may not be profound, but it does have a profound effect. That may not seem spiritual or inspiring, but it opens the door for God's spirit, and it inspires hope and joy. To love like Jesus is to pay attention. Loving like Jesus begins with looking and truly seeing one another. And friends, we fail at it every day, don't we? We fail at it every day. Why? Well, on the top of my head, I can think of three reasons. And the first is this. It takes so much time. It slows us down. Any of you who have spent time with small children or with elderly relatives, you know this. It takes time to pay attention. It takes time to really see what's going on. Not long ago, I was standing in the longest line at Walmart. I'm always in the longest line, right? And about five people in front of us is a, a mom and a very young boy. We're all waiting patiently. And the young boy has a book, and he waves the book in front of his mother's face and says, I want this book, I need this book, I want this book. And the mother paid attention to this child. She stopped everything she was doing and she turned to the child and they began to have a conversation. Why do you need a book? You have a lot of books at home. In fact, you have that book at home. <laughs> Why do you need a book? I mean, we weren't unloading groceries, we weren't, the cashier wasn't working. There were five of us in line who would have pitched in to buy the book, I guarantee it. But the mother took the time 
She asked the question. She really wanted to see what was going on in the little boy's mind and heart. And eventually, he admitted he didn't need the book. He just needed more attention from his mommy. And we all had to wait while they worked it out. And work it out they did. Truly seeing one another, it takes time. And slowing down to really look at the people God places in our path. Friends, that's the first step to loving like Jesus. The other reason we're bad at it is because, darn it, it's inefficient. It's inefficient. I was working in a church once that the session had formed a committee. And this committee had the unenviable task of deciding whether or not we were going to change our Sunday morning schedule. Doesn't that sound like fun? In particular, whether we were going to change the time of Sunday school. And so the committee began by telling the congregation, anyone who has anything to say to us, we'll make time, and and you you come and talk to us. And I'm telling you, every Sunday school teacher, this is a 3,000-member church, Every Sunday school teacher, every disgruntled family, every curmudgeon, anyone at all could make an appointment with this committee. It went on for six months. Finally, the pastors decided to get an appointment with this committee. We sat down with the committee and we said, hey guys, it's time to make a decision. This is taking too long. I'll never forget what the chair of that committee said. He said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, this process isn't efficient, we know that, but we're not trying to be efficient, we're trying to do this with love. That means everyone who needs to be heard is going to be heard. Truly seeing one another, it is rarely efficient, but efficiency isn't the measuring stick for the kingdom of God, my friends. The measuring stick in the kingdom of God is always love. Finally, I think we're bad at this because when we do pay attention, when we truly see the need or the struggle or the heart of another, it will demand something of us. It will ask something of us. And I believe God's kingdom comes into the world that way. Not in huge movements with big fanfare, but in the small things that you and I get asked to do in the name of love every single day. In the small acts demanded of us as we pay attention and truly see one another. Yes, to love like Jesus is to pay attention, and loving like Jesus will begin with truly seeing one another. I'll even go further, my friends. I'll suggest today that this, in fact, is our first calling as disciples. Do you remember when Jesus taught us how to love our neighbors in the 15th chapter of Luke? Remember the parable he told? We call it the parable of the Good Samaritan. But its name could just as easily be the parable of the one who looked and truly saw, or the parable of the one who paid attention. 
How do you show love, said Jesus? Well, not like that priest or that Levite who kind of walked by the person in need, didn't look at him at all. No, said Jesus, you show love by being like the Samaritan. He's the one who looked and truly saw. He's the one who paid attention to the need of the man. He's the one who stayed with him, focused on him until his need was met. And that, says Jesus, is what I want you to do. That's what it means to love your neighbor. It's our calling to pay attention. It matters that we truly see those around us. And we will not begin to love like Jesus until we learn this simple, uncomplicated, tough step toward real love. Imagine, imagine what it could do in a family if everyone felt seen and heard and attended to. Imagine what it would mean in a church if the needs of Austin were truly seen and new demands, new acts of love could take place. And friends, after the week we've had, imagine a world where troubled young people are noticed and seen and moved toward with love and concern before their cries for help turn to guns and violence and death. Can you imagine it? God surely wants us to. God wants us to imagine that so very clearly that God did this same thing himself. You know, our God never looks away. You know, our God pays attention to our condition. You know, our God truly sees our need and our struggle and our heart. And our God, our God loved us enough not to do the efficient thing or the cheap thing or the quick thing, but loved us enough to send us Jesus Christ, his son, the one who could redeem us and the one who would challenge us to love just like that. Thanks be to God for that love. Will you pray with me? God, in your Son, our Savior, you have showed us how to love. And in the gift of his life, you have showed us exactly how costly that love is. Help us. Help us to have our eyes and hearts opened to your great sacrifice. But more than that, oh God, help it to move us to love as well. Amen.